Welcome to the Homegrown Podcast from Keep Indiana Learning. I'm Lena Darnay. I'm the director of Keep Indiana Learning, and I am absolutely thrilled to have a very special guest on today's episode. We are welcoming Dr. Erin McNeil. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> it's exciting for many, many reasons. Um, the first one being Erin is the latest addition to the Keep Indiana Learning team. We are so thrilled to have her. She is an Indiana educator. She has spent her whole career focused on serving the needs of Indiana students, and she is here now to help share her knowledge and understanding in literacy, language acquisition, um, reading, writing, getting kids engaged in all of the great literacy components. And I'm thrilled to have you. Well, thank you for that great introduction. And I'm thrilled to be here and to be part of the Keep Indiana Learning team. It's really exciting your pathway to professional learning as um, through education. Do you want to give us a quick like nutshell snapshot of how you got here? Sure. Um, so I began teaching 18 years ago. And when I first walked into my 11th grade classroom, I had the majority of my students had just started in a general education classroom instead of a special education classroom. And I had over half my class that was not reading at grade level. And I wasn't sure how to fix that. So mm. I started a path to try to help my students. Um, that path led me, it was long and windy. And that, <laughs> it eventually led me to Indiana University where I got my doctorate in literacy. And that taught me how to work with my students and how to teach the foundations of reading. So I really understood some parts of reading comprehension and fluency, but what I didn't understand were the skills that my students were missing of how to decode words and how to use authentic activities in reading comprehension. And then I started working with ESL students and wrote my dissertation on listening to my students and figuring out what they needed in an English language arts classroom. And then I taught at Indiana University for two years for English education, and now I'm here. Hooray! Yeah. I love that we are a stop on your journey, and like all good journeys, they are long and winding and give you lots of experiences and breadth and depth, and we're thrilled that you're here with us. One of the things that I love so much about your experience with that secondary reading component is that not all students get those foundational components in their early education sphere for many reasons. Sometimes it just didn't happen for them in our traditional fast-tracked K-12 where we're just moving so quickly. In others, it's because they're coming from other countries or cultures or spaces in which they just don't have that language development as well. And so I also really appreciate that you're coming from a secondary background. I was a high school librarian. And one of the things I didn't get in my preparation was how to teach kids to read. It was just assumed that they knew how by the time they got to me. Correct. So teaming up with my English language arts teachers, my content area teachers for literacy strategies was always a part of how I found success. And so it's, it's great to be here with you. Thank you. I talked to my pre-service teachers a lot about that, um, about how the brain works and how we learn to read and that sometimes we need to slow down and talk to students about decoding words and sounding words out, even if they are secondary students, because just because we have learned a word, um, we may not have seen the new word ever before. So we may not think about decoding that if we are a student that could just easily skip over it. But if we learn that skill of how to sound it out and how to think about it and what it looks like and 
and then putting it in context and putting all those things together it's so helpful for students that have maybe missed that specific word on their journey to be a reader. And, you know, I decode words often as I look at uh, legal documents or medical documents, and yes. I haven't seen those words before, and I have to slow down and use all my skills of figuring out word parts and what does it probably sound like and where does the root word come from. So that's yes. a skill that if you don't learn it and maintain it, you really are skipping some of the big chunks. Absolutely. And sometimes our students might be embarrassed that they don't mm. know a word, and that's why we need to talk to our students about our reading about the strategies that we're using and about um, even teachers get distracted, even teachers have to sound out words. So we're all learners together and we need to all talk about being readers and learning how to do it. That's huge. Now that sounds a lot like what we've been discussing quite a bit in education these days, which is the science of how the brain learns to read or the science of reading. Tell us a little bit about where you're coming from, from your pathway into that science of reading space. So I think if we start with MRIs and neuroscience, we find that this MRIs have allowed us to see that the brain has two different pathways. So when we're decoding a word and learning a word before it becomes a sight word, that is one pathway for our brain. After it has become a sight word because we have decoded it enough that we now understand it, we go to a different pathway and that pathway is about meaning and content knowledge and background knowledge. So we're activating one of two pathways in our brain. We're either decoding or we're activating the knowledge of the word and figuring out the content and what it means. So I think knowing that, there are all kinds of ways that we can incorporate those two pathways in our classroom. So if we know that a student knows a word, then we can talk about comprehension and fluency and vocabulary. If a student is still learning a word, then we probably need to be talking about phonemic awareness and phonics and sounding out those words. Sounds like we can absolutely take the science of reading, that understanding of how our brain works, and fold it into all those wonderful practices of literacy and story and creating narratives and doing the work that we also love. Absolutely. And it's not either or. Correct. I think that's a big concern hearing about the science of reading or potentially making a lot of noise through that um, shift in the practices or focus is that we feel like we're losing some of our readers and writers workshop or the whole story unit. I agree. And students all learn differently. So the science of reading is really, there are 100,000 research studies that have gone into the science of reading. So there are different things that work for different students. And we just need to be aware of what's working for our students and talk to our students and then also have those strategies in our back pocket that we can pull out and say, hey, this worked for this researcher who's published in the science of reading. Maybe I can use this and try this with my students as well. Oh, that's fascinating. Who are some of the researchers that you like to follow? So Dr. Tim Rosinski is great with vocabulary or fluency research. Um, Birkins and Yates have a great book Shifting the Balance, which talks about moving from balanced literacy. It's more of a K through two text. So that's a great text to look at. I also think there's a great book out now called Artfully Teaching the Science of Reading, which is, um, Rosinski is also an author, and so is Chase Young and Paige. So those three have authored a book that really breaks down the five tenets of the science of reading, which are phonics, phonemic awareness, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. 
and talks about not only the science behind teaching those, but how to teach them so that they're engaging and authentic for students. Ooh, that's really good. I'll put the link to that in our show notes for this episode, because I think those three books would be really great to put out there. Mm -hmm. I think they'd be helpful. Anything else you're reading lately that's informing your understanding of how we are transforming teaching and learning? Yes. Well, um, as a Keep Indiana Learning team member, we have been digging into building thinking classrooms and talking about all of the ways that that can be used not just in math classrooms, but also in literacy classrooms and social studies classrooms, science classrooms. One connection that I made was Peter Lillajal, the author of Building Thinking Classrooms, says that we should use authentic tasks um, and thinking tasks in our classroom in his first chapter, which is also prominently displayed in reading comprehension. We should be having a purpose for our students. There should be a purpose for why they're reading the things they're reading and studies show that if students are engaged because they know the end goal of reading the book or the article or the play that we're asking them to read, they will be more engaged and have a higher chance of comprehension because they it's an authentic activity for them. So maybe they're solving a real world problem or they're asking an authentic question or having a debate or a discussion. But those are all tasks that are highly engaging and that are also authentic. So it really gives reading a purpose. Oh, that's fascinating. We are really digging into the Building Thinking Classrooms work by Peter Lilliedahl. And uh, in fact, it's a good setup next month on the podcast. We have four episodes breaking down the toolkits. And one of our episodes features a great conversation with Jeff Harker, one of our other professional learning specialists, and Peter. Jeff is also throughout the month talking to educators who are utilizing the thinking classrooms moves um, in their classroom, mostly in the math space, but you're doing some work for Keep Indiana Learning, really pulling that into the literacy space. Tell us a little bit more about that. Correct. We are having a the Science of Reading Comprehensions in Thinking Classrooms workshop. And in that workshop, we're going to talk about the overview of the science of reading and the overview of thinking classrooms, how we get our students to think. And then we're going to take current units and talk about how we can make those authentic for students. So in what ways can we build argumentative essays in ways that are authentic for students? Or what ways can we ask students to be reading articles and then debate these real world problems we're seeing? So it's really going to be a day of collaboration and thinking about ways that we can engage students and what we're asking them to read. Oh, that's exciting. I'm sure everybody can find out more at keepindianalearning.org under our current events listing. That one's in May, right? Correct. I believe it's May 9th. Perfect. And then we've got something coming up this uh, late summer and through the school year. Tell us a little bit about that. So we are going to do a couple different things. Um, one of them is called Literacy by Design. And Literacy by Design looks at the standards and thinks about how they are paced for reading throughout K through 12th grade. What do the standards say? Where do they shift? What, how do they change? What's important at each grade level? And thinking about how we're mapping curriculum and tasks for students, um, really what they should be focusing on. So we get those foundational skills as we build up to comprehension skills. We're also going to do a Elevate the Science of Reading, um, which is we're talking about working um, in social circles and collaboration and how literacy is social, how we make 
meaning and understanding of what we've read and what we've written by talking to other people about it. So using teacher pairs and teacher teams, we will work together to think about ways we can integrate that into our literacy blocks or literacy classrooms. That's amazing. And then of course, I can't not mention on June 29th and 30th in Franklin, Indiana, we are collaborating to create the first ever Building Thinking Classrooms Conference. And Erin will be presenting yes. about literacy with Thinking Classroom Moves, as well as so many other practitioners across content areas, lots of math, but also related arts and uh, social studies and civics and how we can get thinking going on across schools, across grade levels, across content areas. And I think that's going to be a powerful couple of days, and we hope everybody can join us. And these are all available even outside Indiana. Indiana might be in our name, but we are just doing the work from here in Indiana, and we would love to have anybody join. A lot of our events are hybrid, yes. Zoom enabled. We do uh, some really powerful work making sure that that Zoom experience will be just as valuable as your in-person experience. Erin, what else would you like to share with us today about your last few months here at Key Banana Learning and the future of where we're going? I just think it's been so great to connect with educators and to continue, continuously learn about what teachers need surrounding the science of reading, what they're worried about and what they feel comfortable with and how we can help with that. I see us continuing to work on literacy practices, not just reading. There's been a big focus on reading and really a lot of focus on K through two reading right now. But I also think that there's so much room for us to continue working on other skills and adolescent literacies. So writing and speaking and listening skills, as well as bringing in some adolescent literacy ideas as we continue to create workshops that will be valuable to educators. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we are thrilled to have you as part of the team. And uh, moving forward, we are thrilled to have all of our listeners join us on our big adventures through transforming teaching and learning from the ground up. Thank you for joining us today at the Homegrown Podcast. And we hope to see you very soon in some of our thinking classrooms. Thank you. Are you looking to shake up your classroom instructional practices and get your students really thinking? The Building Thinking Classrooms Conference is June 29 and 30th. Don't miss your chance to work alongside author Peter Lilyudal, along with Building Thinking Classrooms facilitators and other educators from across the country who are working to disrupt the traditional classroom environment and start making students into thinkers. Find out more at keepindianalearning.org slash btcc. Trying to fit in professional learning in the summer is tough when you're a teacher. That's why Keep Indiana Learning created the virtually different summer conference. Join us virtually for two amazing days, June 13th and 14th, from anywhere. Keynote speakers include Jennifer Gonzalez from Cult of Pedagogy, Justin, Mr. Fascinate Schaefer, dubbed Gen Z's Bill Nye the Science Guy, Ken Williams, author of Ruthless Equity, and Sarah Brown, author of Effective Universal Instruction, all for just $35. Join us live for these two amazing days of all virtual sessions and watch any recorded session for up to a full year. Learn more and register at keepindianalearning.org slash summer conference. Keep Indiana Learning is a department of the Central Indiana Educational Service Center. Find out more at keepindianalearning.org.